Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Between Realities VR podcast. How the hell are you doing? It is a pleasure to have you here with us. My name is Alex VR, and I am joined here by my co-host, as always, Skiva. Dude, Skiva, how you doing, brother? I'm great, man. I'm great. Been in VR a lot. Um, you know, still coming down from the CES high. So, yeah. Uh, yeah high fantastic. and low, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> M- mostly, mostly the highs. You yes. know, the only low was that little thing called COVID. But, yeah, right. Uh, we got through it. We did. Know? Yeah. You know, we're back in the same room. See, look at us right here making physical contact. We uh, did we did a remote episode while we were sick, but uh, I think we're out of the woods at this point. So yep. uh, we're back in the same room and um, you guys are back here with us as well. So thank you so much for being here and joining us, especially uh, Mr. Paradise Decay, who moved his premiere forward so he didn't miss Aww. the show. Thanks, P. Diddy. You're the best. Everyone needs to have his level of dedication. Everybody <laughs> move your schedules around, like change things to be here because obviously this is the important thing to do on um, a random Wednesday. It's Wednesday, right? Yes. It's a random Wednesday. Between realities, flying in hot. So thank you, PD, for being here. Mike Newton, good evening. Thanks for being here as well. D1360VR. What is up? He is here. He or she is here. Mm-hmm. He, right? Nah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't shouldn't know. assume that. Interesting combination of numbers it, and letters. It so is. It is. Well, there's the D1 and then the 360 and then VR. So okay. why don't you break down your name for us here in the chat? D13, <laughs> and give us a, something else to call you. <laughs> Jansen Fox is here. What's up, dude? He's What's lurking. up, Jansen? He's working. He wants entertainment. Real, real quick, if, if you guys want, if you guys like Population One and you want some really entertaining Population One, head over on Twitch and subscribe to Jansen Fox because he is hands down the funniest and best Population One streamer He's a that goofy I have dude. personally ever watched. He's so, a goofy dude. Yeah. And we love him dearly. Absolutely. Robin's reality is also What's lurking up, and working. That's right. Lurking and working on a Wednesday with Between <laughs> Realities. Duggar's K is in early for once. That's right. Hey there. Chroma Snare is here. Blizzado's here. Ooh, Smash Drums. Who do you All think right. that is? Is that Potom or is that... That's Potom. That, is that Let's Ch- get, yeah, Choppa? I'm sure it's Potom. Is it? All right. Yeah. Well, we got Potom in the house or Choppa, one of our yeah. homies. We one got Arcanian. What's up, dude? We've got Joe to the future. Oh, Delirium Drew, gather around for a good sheep on a good seat on the ship, <laughs> VR nerds. Thank you, Delirium Drew, brother, for your continued support. We love you very much. Hussein X is here. Short Stack is here. Um, Short Stack. What's up, buddy? You know, and probably some other people, too. Like I said, you guys, get in early if you want to be a part of that, okay? So today is a bonus episode. It's a Wednesday. You know, we do these um, about once a month, right? And it's typically mm-hmm. when we've got someone uh, joining us that we just, like, need to make sure we get on the show, right? Yep. Absolutely, man. You know, we could have could have could have pushed our guest here today off into another couple months out when we have an opening, but I just really want to talk to her. Amazing, amazing um, lady that is very prominent in the XR industry. Uh, one of one of the top women in XR. Period. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Just and super uh, excited. we're we're super stoked to have her on. So let's not waste any more time. Everybody, please welcome to oh, on. Between down. Realities, Joanna Popper from. HP. Hello, Joanna Popper. Hey to be here. Hello. Uh, thank you for joining us here yes. on Between Realities. I feel like we're among royalty right now. You know, it's like this <laughs> is fantastic. The award-winning Joanna Popper. The award-winning. Yes. 
Yeah, we actually, uh, so so during the VR awards, which I'm sure you guys know all about in chat here, right? Because because we were nominated for, for VR Influencers of the Year, and we screamed about it for a very long time. Uh, but Joanna was also a part of that and has a uh, VR award Yo. right behind her behind there. my microphone. Like it she just actually, arrived. It nice. just arrived. So. She actually won the thing. Um, what is so. that? Just first, let's just start with a saying it's an honor just to be nominated. So let's say that, right? So it really, yeah. really is. It really is. Yeah. Um, so that's huge. It's huge that you all were nominated. And, you know, every year is a new year. So heck yeah. And what exactly was it uh, that, that, what was the title of the award that you won? So we actually won a really exciting award for HP. We won VR Hardware of the Year, which is pretty phenomenal. Wow. We also were among some pretty great company. It was, I think, who who else was in there? Vario, Quest 2. Quest uh, 2. One of Mm. HTC Focus, Pico, et cetera, et cetera. They beat them Uh, all. All the biggies. But yes, we actually took home the HP Reverb G2 Omnisept Edition took home HP, the VR Hardware of the Year 2021. So we were thrilled, 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 thrilled to receive this from AIXR and the VR Awards. Hell yeah, especially because you were up against the Quest 2. Like, right? holy crap. Like, that is because, a titan. Know, there's lots of great hardware out there. There really is, yep. Lots of, you know, lots of, just lots of, lots of really interesting things happening in the VR world right now. So we were incredibly honored to be nominated, as you all were too. And then I was genuinely surprised, genuinely surprised when uh, they called our name. My, my avatar, my purple hair avatar in, in Ald's face was genuinely surprised. And, <laughs> you know. And I got to say, there, you know, there were, this was the very first VR awards that they attempted to do completely from the metaverse. So there were some technical difficulties. Overall, it went pretty smooth, at least from within VR. I know streaming had even more issues, right? But yeah. I, re- I remember Joanna accepting the reward or uh, the award and she kept I, yeah, like I the rewards too all the rewards. Yeah, yeah the rewards and the awards and you kept getting I beamed I, I, need, I need to get that reward <laughs> <laughs> you kept getting uh teleported to the back of the room and then having to come back over into the stage and get re-teleported to the background but you didn't miss a beat you completely rocked it and you did a fantastic job and i just wanted to say props to you because a lot of Thank people you. would have just I felt freaked like that out was like, like you know my my jennifer lawrence moment where i i, <laughs> I fell on stage at the oscars <laughs> and um, you know the vr version of i fell on stage at the oscars and right? i stood up and tried to make a cute comment or like jennifer lawrence i don't know if i you know i don't know if i reached Except... the levels but <laughs> yeah I, somehow i think it was user error that i went in incorrectly and i didn't i didn't go through the code i went in some other way and oh. therefore got kept getting booted off the stage um uh, so i'm not i'm not gonna blame the awards but i did kept getting booted off the stage and then kept like try coming back to continue to, you know well, either way didn't skip a beat you did a fantastic job and it was super awesome to watch the performance right so. thank you well you know i will say 100 percent of the award ceremonies in vr where i've won awards there's been stuff like that that happens so <laughs> yeah we're getting there this is a brand new technology the metaverse and all of these different platforms like alt space and vr chat and all of these it's such it's so new right and everyone's trying to figure out how to make these events happen with thousands of people right well and that's not the an thing. easy it's thing. the numbers thing you know like you can yeah. put two thousand people into a chat room together no problem but to mm-hmm. get them all in vr to have it all synced up and like looking yeah. good and feeling good like it's yeah. Definitely a struggle. So, you know, we're here for some of the early parts of it, right? I think Altspace is probably the platform that can support the most 
people at once just like dumping mm -hmm. in you know yep. and obviously it still has its shortcomings so hopefully we'll see yeah. something in the next few years that can kind of like handle yeah. those like big heavy loads and we can throw some like huge ass vr parties you know with like 100 people or 200 people or more like in the yeah. same server yeah that'd be really nice yeah we'll get there yeah i mean they can do that you're just you're just in different um you know different instances, instances. you know we mm -hmm. we actually did our we did our our announcement for the hp reverb g2 in in all space as well you know the hp reverb g2 is is a, co a collaboration with microsoft who owns all space and valve and so we were in there with alex kipman from microsoft and others and we had we actually had large 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 numbers of people attend that announcement um and but they, you're I was in there. the instances so in any one instance you only feel mm. like I think at the time it was like 25 per instance yeah. because we had video files and we actually had 3D 3D versions of the the Reverb G2 so that you could put it on your face and take a selfie with the avatar and you know play with it and th throw it around even um, and so they, they, the per, the per, the user capa the capacity per instance which was also pretty early in COVID it was, we made that announcement at the end of May of 2020 um, was pretty low so you never felt like you were in there with a ton of people but there were you know hundreds and thousands of people actually in all right. the different instances. Yeah, I remember that. That was super epic. I actually had like my avatar had an HP shirt on. It was a giant reverb headset and there were, there were headsets everywhere. And this was pre their new avatar update yeah, as well. Ones. So it was, uh, you it's know, true. right before they upgraded the avatar system. Um, and it was great. I, I mean, I felt like I was at a legit actual, you know, HP event. But everyone was cartoony looking. Right. right? Well, and you really know, like cool. all that of the happened at an HP event too. So, yeah. <laughs> and you know, instances are a good way kidding, to like. Yeah, but I'm, I'm glad you were able to come, and I'm glad that you you know were able to enjoy it. <laughs> it was awesome. It was yeah, great. You know, those instances are definitely like the way to make it happen right now to yeah. be able to accommodate large, large numbers. But of course, it would be amazing to like reduce those <laughs> yeah. you know like we'll get, get we'll definitely get there man. of course everyone's I working on it the numbers have already gone up since we first since we since that event um yeah. i think it's like i don't, I don't want to quote the numbers so not, i don't remember the exact numbers but i think they've gone up quite a bit since then mm. um but yeah i mean the, the the main thing about about the vr awards and and we, you know why we were so excited about it was you know the really you know the the, the hp reverb g2 omni sub edition is built entirely you know for and with the developers and the community in mind um you know we we bring the hardware we bring the the software the sdk package and then it's there for developers and enterprise to build on top of and so we were really thrilled that the headset was was honored as being you know, a very smart intelligent headset with lots of interesting sensors that the developers can then use to build their exciting applications and build things you know for different parts of the community and so that was what got us most excited you know that we won sort of on behalf of all of the the, the vr devs who are who are creating really cool content um and and then you know all the team that has been working on it throughout throughout the pandemic to to bring to bring hardware to life mm -hmm. hardware and software to life mm -hmm. and i think that's pretty important a pretty important perspective to bring to this conversation right because you know my initial reaction right was you know when uh about the the omnicep taking that i was like yeah and you're up against the quest too you know and but i'm saying this from a consumer's perspective right like this is someone who is a gamer who for for i don't know the masses so to speak right um mm -hmm. but you know the vr awards are obviously looking at more angles than just the consumer perspective when they're making this decision as to who's going to take the crown for best vr hardware am i right 
Well, I wasn't on the jury, so I, you know, I, I, for that one, I, I was, but I, I, yeah, I think, I think, well, we, well, we, you know, we were put forth and we, you know, into, into the ecosystem as, you know, as well as like in, 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 you know, as part of the nomination process was just the, the newness, you know, the, the, innov the innovation that went into the headset, you know, takes, it takes the, it takes something that can be just used as a display and creates the ability to be, you know, two way. So because of the eye tracking, pupillometry, heart rate tracking, and face camera, you were then able to not just send information to somebody to view, but also you understand their experience in the headset. So, you know, see, um, you know, how how the, the how the, the experience is landing on them, and then with the, with the software package we have the SDK of cognitive load, you're able to understand you know where are they in the Goldilocks curve of mm -hmm. understanding the information that's being offered of, and then you know going on to retain it, and so you know that combination of the the algorithm that was built, you know, sort of taking taking some of the best that's the, to offer an XR plus AI and machine learning. Um, I, I believe is why is why the, the headset was was selected, um, and, and I, mm -hmm. I think that this headset is is also you know kind of where where the path is going. And maybe that, we that should some of the things that are in this headset are, are right now only, as a combination are only in this headset, but that that is where a lot of VR and you know our industry is heading. It is, and maybe we should bring it back a step here first, and and just real quickly go over the original HP Reverb G2, not the Omnicept yeah. edition, and and kind of explain to people what this Omnicept edition is, right? So so the original, uh, the, the, the consumer standard version of the G2 um, is, a pretty, is a pretty amazing headset um, in and of itself, right? It's got some of the highest resolution in any headset on the market right now at 2160 times 2160 per eye. That's 4K per eye. Huge, clear visuals, right, that you don't see anywhere else. Right, it has um, it has it, it runs at ninety hertz. Um, it has one hundred and fourteen degree field of view, uh, and it's pretty light. It's uh, like one point two pounds or, or 0.5 kilograms. Right, so it's a it's an amazing headset, and you can buy it um, uh, right now. Uh, anyone anyone can own this and uh, have absolutely crisp, amazing, clear VR experience. And I have a lot of friends that this is their primary headset, right, and they love this headset. This also, I want to bring um, uh, to the people's attention that this has the same speaker system, right, as the Valve Index, which is an off-ear speaker system that is, I, I mean, so I, my daily driver is typically the Index. I mean, I kind of switch between a bunch of head, uh, headsets, right? But, but the sound, wow, right? Never touches your ears, but you get some of the best clearest most bass responsive um uh sound and and full 360 audio right that i've ever personally heard and i think it's it's uh one of the main selling points of this headset because vision is only part of it and you get full 4k vision on this thing right plus the amazing audio so i just wanted to kind of bring it back and kind of just share a little bit about this headset and also i believe you have the same back strap uh the, the same strap um as the the index as well which makes it extremely comfortable that's on the omni the omni has the, the oh, that, okay. that that back strap. 
Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so I mean, you you bring up a lot of the key the key reasons that that people love the HP Reverb G2, and as you said, that's you know that's been in market especially um, till about the end of last year, um, we came we came to market with that headset. And and you you know you mentioned a lot of the the things that that we do with Valve. So you know it's worth underlining underlining again that it's a partnership between HP. Valve and Microsoft, and we each came to the table with, you know, what, what were we best at? So, you know, Valve has been out there with, with pioneering frontier tech and, and, and has touched the majority of, like, many of the early best headsets that are out there. Like, their technology was, was key and integral to m most of those headsets. So we have, you know, we have that from Valve. Specifically, they helped with the, with the lenses, they, and they also helped with the, with the audio side. And then we worked with Microsoft, you know, has the best, um, you know, the first, the, the first uh, six-off inside-out tracking um, with, with, with WinMR. Um, and so it's built on top of that platform. And then with HP, we have, you know, strong, strong hardware business, um, and burgeoning software business, and uh, as you know, as well as, as it, both on the consumer side, you know, we have our Omen brand um, for gaming. We we have HyperX, and then we also we also have a really strong commercial commercial business and com commercial XR strategy. Sweet, awesome. So, so worldwide, worldwide, pretty much worldwide coverage. Also on on the Reverb G2, you know, we we recently announced a a refresh of the headset. Um, there are a couple things that we wanted to 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 tweak, and so we've um, we've made a tweak on the cable. We've made a, a tweak on the camera rotation, and um, we made a, a a tweak on the the gasket on the you know for field of view. Um, you know, all just with with the, with the desire to keep improving upon. The headset, um, and you know, just just you know, make make, make continue to to make something better for our audiences. And so we had originally announced that was available in the U.S. Um, it is it's now pretty widely available. Um, you know, Australia, UK, uh, Scandinavian countries. You know, uh, you know, lot, lots of you know, Japan. Uh, you know, it could go on and on. You know, lots, lots and lots of countries. It's, 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 um, it's been rolled out in, um, at this point. And we'll, we'll, we'll be making a, a, a more, uh, you know, some more, more robust announcement on what all those different countries are. But um, at this point, you can get it pretty much everywhere. Cool, awesome. So uh, we near, lost your. Everywhere is probably better said. So I think we lost your video there, but we can still hear yeah. you. I'm trying. So, um, so Joanna disappeared here for a second. I'm sure we'll get her back in just a, in just a moment here. Yeah, but, um, but this, this is a, this is a really, this is a really cool headset that I can't personally wait to get my hands on. Well, so. and if, I mean, we were just chatting with Joanna right before the show and it sounds like maybe we will get our hands on one mm -hmm. to try mm -hmm. here at the Between Reality Studios. So. Yeah. I would love to try it and, and kind of review it a little bit and, you know, put it through its paces and. You know, play things like Half-Life Alex and things on, on such an amazing right. screen. Well, my next question for Joanna is going to be based off of, like, anecdotal evidence, you know. Mm -hmm. So it would, of course, be great to, like, have firsthand evidence of, like, my own experiences to kind of draw from right. uh, to, to answer some questions. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, there's stuff that I've heard about the HP Reverb G2 that I would like to get her take on when, yeah. we, when we get her back. Absolutely. Yeah, lots of definitely lots of questions, uh, lots of stuff to go over, um, and hopefully we will be able to get her back here in a moment. 
Uh, maybe we can head over to chat here and I will recall you think, her. You think her phone died? <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> or she go, oh, wait a minute. I think she's on her way back in here. I can't, can't hear you. No. Oh, oh now I can hear you. Back. Can oh. you hear me? Can you? All right. Yep. You are sideways though. Um, <laughs> kind of like. <laughs> Am I okay now or no? Sorry. Uh, you're up, but you're not. You're not your uh, vertical self there, or your horizontal. There we go. Boom. There we go. Woo. Hey. I'm sideways still. <laughs> All right. No, you're good now. You're perfect. <laughs> I know. I'm looking at the YouTube. I look. I'm sideways. Okay. Oh wait. There yeah. Goes. Yeah. It's, uh, this is like a 20 itself. second delay. Yep. So, well, thanks. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so somebody started blowing you up, super important business call coming in, something like that. Your phone died. What happened? No, you know what? Well, I, I'll tell you what happened is I, I guess I have like a limited time on social media every day. I have one of those limits. And so that limit popped up and kicked me out. Oh, really. that's yeah. smart. That's so a I smart thing to do. <laughs> so, what, so what's your daily Twitter limit? How, how long do you give yourself on Twitter every day? Uh, well, I, I do it for all the platforms, so that's why I got oh. So it's like Twitter, Insta, Facebook, what, but includes, it includes Discord and what, WhatsApp in there, too. Oh, gotcha. Wow, that's I smart. I don't know when reveal numbers. Does, like, does a lady tell numbers? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. You don't have to. I will to. tell you that I spend entirely too much time on Twitter. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you do a yeah. limit, though? I don't. I oh, don't. Do so so I, look at, I look at Twitter... Um, it's a very powerful networking tool, right? And I really like to engage with people and, and constantly build those relationships. And um, yeah, I just, you know, I'm just a, I'm but, just a But how, how strict are you on, to yourself, right? Like when that thing comes up and you're like halfway through a post, like you're going to throw it away and kind of finish up what you're doing, right? Like, are you, or is that it? Is it like pull the plug? I'm not strict. I believe in moderation and all things. Nice. nice. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. So, so we were talking about these partnerships. So it's, it's like a, it's like a, a suggestion. Like yes. maybe it's been too much. Maybe, or a maybe reminder. Go right? Maybe go take a hike, you know, like. Now that is good because sometimes when you just get into it, so much time can go by. And if there's nothing there to tell you then yeah, you have no idea how much time you're spending on there. Yeah. So that's a really, really good idea. I would actually like it for yeah. Facebook just because Facebook pulls me in and like I will lose 30, 40 minutes wow. on Facebook. See, I can't even. And it sucks. And, and, and it sucks the whole time. Like every bit of it sucks. It's like 30 <laughs> or 40 minutes of bullshit. And then I'm like, wait a second, why am I on Facebook right now? Like I should not, yeah, I'll I switch over to a better social platform and waste time. <laughs> I don't want to waste time there. I can't do it. But, all right, um, so let's pull it back to the G2, all right, because yeah. I have some questions, okay. and they're all anecdotal, you know, which we, we were mentioning okay. maybe will be changed here in the future if we have a chance to get our hands on a G2, um, but, you know, kind of like the, like the overall, like, vibe that I get from people who have spent time with the G2 is that if you are into stuff like simulators, like flight sims or racing games, stuff like that that has, like, st um, like, peripherals that are like locked and like basically like burned into the experience mm -hmm. that the headset because of its visuals and clarity and all of that and is probably in sound mm -hmm. is probably your best bet but i have heard other people say that if you're like an active vr gamer and you really rely on tracking and stuff that there are better options for you out there as a consumer do you have any um response to people who kind of walk away with that pers perspective of the g2 especially before trying it right yeah so um I think a couple of things. I think, you know, there are lots of different use cases, as you mentioned, and there's lots of different headsets out there. So certain headsets are going to be better for some people, other headsets are going to be better for others. You know, it's, it's, 
I do think that it's very personal. And so each of us are probably out there trying to look at, you know, where do we see the largest audience for what we're able to bring to market at a specific time? Um, and so we on the on the tracking, there's a couple of improvements that we've made uh, since since the headset originally launched. And one of those was was to to, to shift the cam the camera rotation um, in in the headset. That's you know what we announced a couple just a couple months ago in the fall. So definitely recommend if somebody has not tried the the refreshed version of the headset that they that they get their hands on it and you know just before we started we were chatting about that you had not gotten a chance to try it so we'll make sure to, to yes. get one over to you so that you can you can do that um th your friend thrill just did just did like a whole a whole review with with um the new the refreshed version and it, he, he called it something like you know like a uh, like a bargain barrio or something like a, yeah like that's a really exactly what he said yeah that yep. it was kind of like you know if you wanted to spend a quarter of, of the money, but you you still got a lot of the best the, the best things of it. So that yeah. that was an that was an interesting take on it. I thought. Yeah, I would take that. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I, I like think that's probably take. pretty accurate. Yeah, that's a decent take. Yeah, and there's um, so there's there is something interesting there where you talk about the Microsoft partnership and you talk about we talk about some of the tracking stuff, right? Um, oh, I think we may have we may have lost her again there due to her. She, uh, she didn't want to answer that question. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. I guess uh, I'm not going to ask you the question, Alex. So we'll just wait here for a minute. <laughs> okay, here we go. We are back, back again. So welcome back. So real quick, so so we got so we got the Windows partnership, right? And we we talked about the tracking a bit here. And one of the things that's that's uh, that we should that we should mention is that there have been a lot of different Windows Mixed Reality headsets in the past, right? Uh, people have jumped in from, from Acer to Lenovo to Asus to, um, to Samsung um, and all have brought their, their take to this headset. But when HP got involved, right, they took the standard uh, two camera setup and they said, no, this isn't good enough and made it four cameras for tracking, right? Which is... Really, really cool. What's it like to to approach Microsoft on one of their standards and uh, and attempt to um, to make their solution better and bring it to market? Was it um, oh. <laughs> was it uh, uh, difficult or did you get a good response from them? Oh, I think we lost her again. <laughs> yeah, looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we still have our audio? I think we might. Uh, maybe we should, um, maybe we should, uh, like do a fresh call. Are you back? Oh, we're back. Yes. Yes. Yay. All right. All right. Okay. Did you, did you hear any of that question by chance? Uh -uh. No, oh, I, lost, okay. I, I was on video, but I had lost sound. That's why I left. Oh, it gotcha. Okay. Okay. So real quick, I'm just going to recap it real I, quick. I, now I, I turned off my moderation, so I, I shouldn't get kicked out. Anymore. Oh, good. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> More social media for you. <laughs> so I just went through a long-winded question, so I'm going to attempt to, to bring this down into a condensed version to not... Uh, um, You're wasting my time in. right now. Ask the question. Right? <laughs> so, so, we got, so we got two cameras that are typically on a Windows, a Windows Mixed Reality headset. But you guys went to Microsoft and you said, no, nah, this isn't going to cut it. We need four cameras to best make our, our, this headset work uh, with the tracking. What was it like to go to Microsoft and, uh, and get... Um, improve upon their original reference design for Windows Mixed Reality. Well, I would say they're they're great partners. You know, we've now had done four four different headsets with them, and you know, you can you can you know. 
they've done lots of really interesting things in the space. You all, you saw the and, and in the overall gaming space too, right? You saw their big announcement yesterday with with, with Activision Blizzard as well. Um, and so, you know, I, I would say all of these companies have people who deeply, deeply believe in this industry, who deeply, deeply believe in the future of this technology and want to keep making it better and, you know, and want to keep improving upon it and like creating amazing products for all of the, the audiences. And so um, that, you know, so, so that, I mean, that, that's what I would say. So like, you know, we all, we all, we all come together to partner and work, um, you know, work together really well and just want to keep releasing great products that people are going to enjoy. Joanna, you've been in the and industry. It moves really fast and hardware always doesn't always move quite as fast as we want it to. Right. So you can say um, that again. You know, I think we always, we always wish that everything was even further along than it is. And, you know, all of our mm -hmm. teams are working on doing that behind the scenes. Um, but, you know, when we released the sets that we were we were really proud of it and really excited about it. And, and you know, we cert it certainly has been the most commercially successful headset that we've had thus far. Nice. Congrats on that. And, you Heck know, yeah. you uh, you have been in the tech industry for quite a while. You know, you've had an opportunity to see a lot of this stuff grow and be a part of a lot of this stuff as as it's been growing over the years. And I am kind of curious, you know, I mean. First of all, do you love VR? Because like we like we love VR. Like, do you also yeah. love it? I, I assume I do. you do. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. But you know, just one more thing I wanted to say because you asked a specific Microsoft question, and mm -hmm. I know there's always a lot of different points of view and opinions on WinMR, particularly. And um, they all, they all, when when we announced um, some of the improvements that we were making in the the G, HP Reaper G2, they also announced a couple of improvements they were making on the WinMR home as well. So they they did a I think. They call it the infinite expanse. So the environment now is built for better performance. They also made it so it's easier to jump right into Steam VR, and so you can just you know move to like a more of a one click to to get into your favorite games. And then you can also customize your the the Winamar like homepage or Cliffhouse or, or startup experience. And so they are continuing to make improvements as well, like listening to what people are saying. Um, and, you know, and make, making some of those software improvements for performance, for, you know, for, you know, overall better experience. So just also wanted to give, and I know that that's something that hasn't been super widely publicized. So I wanted to make mm -hmm. sure to give, you know, give credit for that. Yeah. And, you know, I've always, I've always really liked the Windows Clubhouse experience. I've always thought it was, it was super awesome. I mean, you get to you get to kind of customize this amazing home that kind of overlooks the cliff. And I haven't seen the new the new Expanse version yet, but uh, I've always thought it was amazing. I throw things all over the walls and have giant screens playing videos, and it's just it's really cool. Do you think we should be paying attention at all to this uh, this Activision Blizzard acquisition uh, from Microsoft and the VR community? Do you think that's important for us right now, or do you think that's kind of off off in the distance? Well, I, I suppose if you like pancake games and you, <laughs> you should be paying attention. I mean, I don't, I obviously, I don't have any additional information or what I, you know. Yeah, fair enough. We're just on the topic um, of Microsoft. That's a, like the biggest gaming news, like maybe ever. It is, man. That's a lot of, yeah, it's a lot of big IPs that, that are now under it's their belt. a lot of huge IP. I think it, you know, just, a lot, a lot of the press was portraying it as a big mega, metaverse play, you know, because of World of Warcraft. I also think, um, you know, it's just it shows the power of the IP, the power of brands. You know, we, you have you have a lot of IP all within the Microsoft house. I also think it, you know, as somebody who cares a lot about 
the culture of our industry and the culture of, of companies, I think it also tells a tale about that as well, you know, and, you know, what, what caused Activision to be in a place that they were, you know, able to be uh, picked up by Microsoft. And so for those of you out there building companies, working in companies, creating cultures, I think it also underlines the importance of creating a culture of inclusion, of belonging, of inclusivity, and, of, you know, uh, of safety and, you know, personal, personal safety. Um, so what are your thoughts on, like, how loosely people are throwing around the word metaverse? Like, did you have... Did you have your own definition for metaverse before before Zuckerberg came in and made one or cuz like and and frankly it's like I feel like when he presents when he presented the metaverse at his MetaConnect um he did he tried to like explain it in a way that like everyone would understand and I think the biggest takeaway was oh it's online video games or it's online communities you know but mm -hmm. we'll just be there even more you know, but I feel like now it's kind of just being used this like hot button word where people are just throwing it in wherever they can. Like, oh, here's a metaverse play. There's a metaverse play. Like, what mm -hmm. do what's your what are your feelings, Joanna, on on the use of the term metaverse right now? Like, do you think it's being used accurately? Do you feel like it's a good thing? It's a bad thing? Do you have any thoughts? I would say so. There's a lot of questions there. Yes, um, so was I using the term prior to? I think it was August when the announcement. Or no. September, probably, right? I think yeah. it's, it's at their connect. September I guess, or October, so yeah. Oh, September. Yeah. Um, so yes, I was using it before. Um, we, we, have, uh, we have a show on, or we did have a show. We, no, we still have. We still have a show on Clubhouse. It's, like an, it's called Extending Reality. And it's a weekly XR show. We started it about a year and a half ago, you know, pretty early in the Clubhouse days. And one of the things that we did, um, you know, that's with, with Amy Lemire from WXR, uh, WXR Fund and um, Maddie Callender from Boost XR. So those two are VCs. And then Kathy Hackle, who's been in a number of different tech companies and um, is also, uh, you know, now works at a volumetric capture stage and is, is diving into NFTs and, some, and other areas. And so um, with her and then uh, Nicole Lazaro, and, and, um, who's like pretty... Uh, OG in the gaming world as well as, mm -hmm. as as well as VR and then JT and probably a year no more than a year ago more than a year ago you know we, there was we we did, did a number of different series like CEOs of the metaverse some of those like, spun off some of those interviews that Kathy did spun off from our group um, but you know we hosted some of them in our extended reality group we also um, you know did did interviews with various AIs like Kuki so. Um, you know, we, it was certainly a term that we were using and kicking around. Um, to, you know, I, I think in, in our industry has struggled a bit with how to best define ourselves in a way that is meaningful to the in, to the enthusiasts and those working in the industry, as well, as well as can really connects with audiences. And so, you know, there there's been. Uh, sort of marketing, like in a way, mar it's like a way, like a struggle over how we're marketing ourselves or branding ourselves externally, just to use that term sort of lightly. Um, but, you know, from everything from what does XR mean? What does mixed reality mean? What is spatial computing? You know, each company seems to want to come in with their own term and not, um, which does probably doesn't help the overall audiences to understand what, what were happening. And then and, and on the flip side or the irony of that, the the products that um, where the terminology is is like not even relevant are the ones that have 
found these math, been able to find mass audience. So if you think about something like Snapchat with the rainbow filters, you know, people aren't arguing, you know, rainbow vomit. Like people aren't arguing about whether or not is that, you know, or, or less so about like, is that AR? Somebody's just having fun with their rainbow vomit right. or somebody's just having fun with their dog ears or, you know, what would I look like if I were a man? You know, like those, those types of things. Um, or Pokemon Go, right? Which, mm -hmm. which is, you know, sort of known as like a, also like a light AR version or, you know, an augmented reality map of the world. Um, that those conversations aren't, aren't, aren't had there as much. So I think it's, it's, a pretty, it's, it's, it's an interesting juxtaposition um, that I think. And, and so I would say overall, um, bringing Metaverse to the broader party, you know, at, at the level of, of a, you know, a company like, you know, one of the biggest companies in the world, like Facebook, and, and taking that huge step to, to rebrand the whole company is, inter is, is interesting and brought a lot of energy to the industry, a lot of investment to the industry, and a lot of focus. So for those who are out, you know, out there at startups or raising, raising capital or, you know, looking for partnerships, I would say it's probably a plus. Um, you know, to, to keep bringing like lots of energy and to, and, and to bring, you know, additional eyeballs to the space. Mm -hmm. um, now, um, you know, there's also a lot of confusion about what does it really mean and are we there yet? Um, but if, you know, if you think back to when, you know, sort of did like the like earlier dot-com movements or early, like digital and like where where did it live and what what was part of it and what was uh, you know what was in it and what wasn't and, and um, what was it for and thinking about how if somebody had told you in 2002 you know or 2005 even all the things you would do with your mobile phone you, you may not have believed it right yeah. like you wouldn't you may not have believed or you know even back you know like um, you may not have believed that you would like get all your groceries and get all, you know, all of your transport and get transportation and connect with your friends and watch most of your media and, you know, maybe meet your like significant other. Like, would you, like, would you have thought that, you know, that's and, and get your weather and, and news and which I think, I don't know if I said news twice, but all of that um, and more and, 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 you know, you're gaming from, from a mobile phone in many cases. And so I believe that that we're, as, as most of us do who work in this industry, we're at, you know, a another touch point like that, where all of these things that we do in in the internet, plus so many more, will will happen um, from in, within this with this in this industry. And so, you know, I believe that like that, that XR is the future of computing, and then the metaverse kind of takes it out even broader and brings in spatial computing, virtual worlds, gaming engines blockchain payments nfts um so but the overall i see it as it's how we'll connect collaborate communicate create and you know do commerce in the future inside the metaverse well we still call it the metaverse tbd right there's a lot of things we called like the sort of digital space or world wide web world wide or, web you know, was what i was gonna before. say <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what so world wide web is what i was gonna say you know and because right. i feel like we don't really say that anymore unless no. you're saying it ironically well I think. and i think yeah. a lot of people <laughs> took world wide web and like you know they would just like put that on the side of their van for their painting company you know well look world we got your world wide web right here you know and <laughs> now like we went to ces and metaverse is just like in Everywhere. every booth and like yeah for, i'm sure like, you saw nima's thread right 
Um, yes, yes, I did. Exactly. You know, and it's just like, yeah, we got your metaverse here, you know, 20 bucks a gram. You know, it's like no one is even using this, the word metaverse, like in it from like with your perspective, you know, they're using it oftentimes from a completely limited perspective, of just what they've managed to gather through the memes that they see on the internet when they, after, after horizon yeah. or, you know, after uh, Facebook connect or whatever it's called. So, so I think the, the important shifts are, um, taking, 2D to 3D, you know, and, and, and having a lot of these, you know, I just mentioned like uh, connection, community creation, you know, taking, taking a lot of most of that to 3D, which is more compelling, it's more engaging. There's study after study, you know, PwC is one of the great studies on that, but you know, how, you know, how much, how much more engaged we are when we, when do we interact with something in 3D? How much, you know, how much more we retain when we interact with something in 3D? So making that move to, to 3D is, is a big one. And then the other one, you know, the other one that people are talking about a lot was like, you know, web, web 1.0 was around information, web 2.0 was around connecting people and platforms and communities. And then web three is around, you know, connecting us, you know, like sort of merging that digital and physical in a meaningful way. Yeah. yeah, I um, I am a huge, huge believer in, in the metaverse, as broad of a term as that is right now. But, um, you know, as you know, I spend a lot of time in Neos, right? Neos is a, mm. is a, is a metaverse application and it's, um, it runs off the PC. It's a very beefy one, but uh, anything is possible in Neos and I absolutely love it with all my heart. And uh, I wanted to mention real quick, since we're on this term of metaverse and all the money being dumped in there is um, uh, every year, Actually, I think a couple times a year they do what's called the MMC, which is the Metaverse Makers Competition, and they have a creator jam within Neos, right? And you go in with your friends and you collaboratively build worlds and avatars and toys and all kinds of things uh, and tools for people to use. And this year's prize, this year's prize for that is $300,000. In but, Neos credits, yeah, but so yeah, in, so it's wow. it's three hundred thousand dollars of ends worth of NCR, correct? Which you can cash out that day into USD if you so see fit, <sighs> right? Can you imagine you build? That's pretty a, sick, <laughs> isn't that? Isn't that so? So we're talking about investment and just people generally putting money into this, and we have. Man, we have three hundred grand in in a in a in probably the least well known metaverse application that there is. Also, my favorite, and I believe the most powerful. But but man, and I mean, Neo's that just is really Ethereum. just floored me. Yeah. It's built off they the were, Ethereum they were like blockchain. One of the, the crypto, the like that went up. I think I saw something like maybe two weeks ago, three weeks ago, that they had like a skyrocketed it went through the roof for a minute there it came back down and has leveled out quite a bit it went through the roof just long enough for me to buy it yeah and then went (laughs) and then boop right back to where (laughs) so if you ever want to invest in crypto wait for alex and then the price will go down you should do it now actually i just saw it's like it's a barometer right yeah Yeah, it is have you done the meta movie oh yeah we did the meta movie i love the meta movie yep. i yeah, loved yeah. it i loved amazing. it amazing it blew Absolutely my amazing. mind I that, that to me the is the future of theater for anyone out there who hasn't done it i think they continue to do performances it originally oh, yeah. launched at i think venice 2020 i want to say or maybe sundance mm. i'm trying to remember it was one of the two yeah me and alex participated um, in it for during the rain dance um film festival time mm-hmm. cool. but um Very it was cool. Absolutely amazing. So I would love to get some more intimate thoughts on that from you, Joanna, because I feel like you kind of have your finger on the pulse of like immersive storytelling right now, don't you? 
Finger on the pulse. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so you know, for, in, a, in a couple of different ways. So one, you know, at HP, we have been working with immersive storytellers. I've been, I've been at HP about four years now um, and was working with, you know, I come from a television background as well as a tech background. So worked with content creators and storytellers and in, in, all, in all types of industries. Uh, but you know, th since I've been at HP, we, we have been supporting a lot of the biggest content creators and storytellers on the immersive side at every festival, at every big, you know, at every big show. Um, and so for, you know, for any Sundance, South by Cannes, Venice, et cetera, uh, Sandbox, you know, in, in China, um, you know, we, we're usually there working with supporting, our, you know, with, with technology, a ton of the big content creators, whether that's, you know, like within before, you know, before they were doing Supernatural or Baobab or Double I Studios or um, Atlas Five, you know, we've always we've always tried to set and, you know, I'm, I'm trying to list and there's like so so many different ones we've worked with um but so we've always we've always done that and and you know tried to be a really great partners backlights and other way you know, really great partners to the the storytellers and the content creators because we know that they're the ones pushing the medium to the next level and you know continuing to build and, and we get great feedback from them and we see what's there you know but both the content creators in that way, as well as like location-based entertainment players and and you know all of the other um, enterprise and, and education applications, um, and then on, uh, you know we've we've there's some some particular projects that we've partnered with or, or sponsored in a much bigger way. Um, we, we worked really closely with Springbok and the the 100% team at Tribeca, which won the Tribeca. X award in 2019, and then we supported Double I Studios and Kira Benzing with a number of products projects, including um, Love Seat and in, in, in running in a, in a way. And then we came in big with Finding Pandora X, which was live, interactive, immersive, you know, live actor experience in VR chat. So they built out a whole uh, Mount Olympus, which is a it's a it's a, it's a Greek an ancient Greek storytelling, uh, you know, to tale, t tale told in a current, you know, environment, because it's in, it's in VR chat. Um, we have live Broadway actors there. It, it premiered for the first time at Venice 2020. Um, so if you remember, Broadway was dark. The actors, the best way that they could have a, have an audience and be on stage and interact with people was in VR chat. And so it was an awesome opportunity for actors to learn new skills, and you know, have a way to keep, you know, keep creating all the worlds of stage. And so we supported them with with our headsets and with um, computers. And so it was it was really cool, you know, that the actors learn how to use their body and their voices in new ways as avatars, and you know, work with the technology. And so um, I came in as an executive producer, and HP was was a supporter. And so that project actually won Venice 2020. Um, and nice. then went on to premiere also at South by and won the audience award at South by as well. And so it, there was, I mean, I learned so much from that experience. The team learned so much. There was, you know, Kira Benzing and double I studios are amazing. Um, you know, the way it's a full production, they have inside VR chat, they have lighting, they have music cues, they have stage management, you know, they have actors. I mean, it's really a full, full, like, robust production. So if you haven't had a chance to see Finding Pandora X, definitely follow Double Eye Studios. And, you know, they, they've continued to do public showings of it since then. Yeah, we actually hung out with a couple of the people that uh, that worked on this, a couple of the actors 
uh, oh, at LA like Comic Con. Oh, it's and, uh, and yeah. Steven at, at, at CES? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, not at CES, no. but at LA Comic Con. Was, yeah, was that the Oh, yeah. yeah. We were at LA Comic Con. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, we hung out with them uh, one night at a bar yeah, and we talked about it for hours. And... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were yeah. talking about yeah, this. Yeah, they're like, great. They're great. And Jericho plays one of the actors. And then they took yeah. that experience and everything they learned with Double Eye Studios and, and Kira and then they went on and, and produced, you know, they produced Respite. respite. So it's, respite. it's also really Welcome cool to, to see, you know, how, yeah. like, um, you know, Kira already in Venice 2019 already had this vision of bringing live actors and VR to a film festival. So she brought live actors to Venice in 2019 um, and then had, had a version that you could view on what was then the, the version of High Fidelity, the VR version of High Fidelity before they pivoted to become an audio app. And so that was probably one of the, the first time that you could you know, be at Venice, take the boat to the boat to the boat to the island, and then be in Venice and have, watch the actors live and, and experience it live or be anywhere around your, the world in high fidelity and experience it. And so that was before COVID, before we knew about the pandemic. I mean, she, we brought in like 14 HP backpacks for VR backpacks for her and all these headsets for her to use. Um, and then, so she, she and her team had that experience that they then continued to build on what, during the pandemic. So they already kind of knew how to, how to do everything remote, how to, how to work with actors in, in different places around the world, which is, which is really cool. So, and, then, and then what's great about that is that, you know, some of her actors now have gone on to produce their own pieces, which is which is beautiful. And it's like how, you know, how the industry continues to grow and innovate and challenge each other and you know build on top of what um, and learn from each other and, and continue to build amazing, amazing creative pieces. So what what was what was your experience like trying some of these for the first time, you know, because I've spoken on our show at length about my meta movie experience. And the shortest way I can say it is that it felt like I was lucid dreaming in multiple moments while I was in mm -hmm. there. I was really blown away. And I personally feel like I saw a glimpse into the future of the way people will be interacting with media in the future. Um, yeah. What was going through your head when you got to do some of these things? For me, it's about flow state. You know, for me, VR and in the, in the like most sort of like, um, you know, um, like fundamental way puts me in a flow state. And so, I, you know, that's one of the reasons that I was always really excited about location-based entertainment too. Is that um, you know, particularly, you know, when I when I when I started in this industry, I very much believe that the best, the, the way that most people would have their best experience in VR was going to be going to a location-based entertainment venue, having somebody else set up the technology for you, have someone else like, you know, curate and figure out what the great, the best content to be and to be in that experience live with family or friends and have those like adrenaline mm -hmm. moments and beautiful moments together. Um, and, you know, we've, we've come a long way since then. Um, but, you know, some of those experiences like Dreamscape and Zero Latency and, you know, what was then Nomadic and Spaces and Void and, you know, what, today, you know, we still have Sandbox and we have Surreal and we have, um, you know, Vex and, and Vertical, so many, you know, so many other uh, VR, VR, uh, VR Arsenal and we have um, VR Studios or just, you know, so many of them that just bring you into this beautiful experience. And for me, it's very much about about flow state. 
Um, and the storytelling, you know, whether it's LBE or whether it's at a festival, it's the story. I, I, that's what I see that VR does. You know, it puts you inside the story in such a deep way. It gives you that level of interactivity, of immersion, um, of presence that that you you can't have in many other stories. I'm kind of curious, like how your relationship with VR started. Like, was it, you know, did someone at work say, hey, we're going to throw you onto this VR team, learn what it is and go figure it out? Or were you putting on headsets for fun before you got involved with it professionally? So I first did, uh, my first experience in VR and A was 2014. I went to a, um, or first experience like in headset, let's say it that way. Sure. Like first experience in headset. Um, I went. I was working at NBCU, and our agency invited us. You know, we had a, we had a like a one day workshop with our agency, and some of the things that they, they they were showing us all sorts of new things. And one of the things they showed us, you know, was is a um, an Oculus headset and and a, and a Google Glass. Um, so mm. that was those are my first experiences. My first actual VR experience was a roller coaster, like many other yeah. people. Oh. <laughs> so yeah so i did not immediately run from the roller coaster to i have to work in this right, um, right, right. but i i ended up um working at a company in the I, you know i left nbc about a, a year after that and worked at a company in the bay that was all about training leaders on the future of science tech innovation so all about training leaders on ai vr blockchain uh, bio, like digital biology and more. And so uh, there had exposure to a lot of the really interesting companies at that time. It was like, you know, we would bring within or we would bring, I think they were called Versus at the time, our Jaunt um, and many others and, you know, bring uh, Embodied Labs came, um, who, who is, a, is a really great company in the, in the healthcare space and just got a lot of exposure to some of the like really, really cool content. And very soon after that, realized this is that that intersection between media and tech the you know using new and innovative tech to tell stories in, an, in a new and different way was what i wanted to be doing and so um yeah really soon after that ended up working at hp and i've noticed too that you happen to be like one of the most vocal and supportive people in our community when it comes to helping others get started in the XR space. Like you are like the first one when I see a job opening come up or something, you're like throwing it on your Twitter for your community, like trying to pull your people into the space. And uh, you know, I think I'm, I think that's admirable. You know, I think it's nice to kind of try to pull people into our space and kind of uh, show them that there's opportunities to become involved. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I believe deeply in what we're doing. You know, I believe deeply you know, whatever you want to call it, right? Because I, I, I uh, you know, we had we had that conversation, but and I and I saw some of the people's chats on YouTube about it. Um, you know, but but that we are building the way that we will connect, communicate, create, collaborate. You know, you know, I said this earlier, but like we are we are building that right now. And I also believe that in some of the earlier waves, you know, there were there were some mistakes made about you know how we approached. You know how the industry was. You know how the technology was approached. How and you know how some of the storytelling or some of the connections are created. And I do believe, at some level, that some of that is by by is was caused by having limited, like sort of limited experiences in the room when things were being built. And so I believe that it's important. You know that that what we're that 
There are few forces in this world as powerful as storytelling and media and technology. And I believe that how each of us see the world, how each of us see our own place in the world and see, you know, really see our, you know, ourselves and our peers and those around us is deeply impacted by, by, the, the, by technology and deeply impacted by media content. And so I believe that it's really important that all of us become all of us, like really like all of us become part of building that out together and, and, and so that it becomes the best representation of the best that we all have to offer. That's beautiful. Good answer. Cause community really is everything, right? You, that you get, the more minds you put on something, um, the, the better and bigger and more amazing it becomes. So I love that answer. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How, how yeah. are you doing? Yeah, people? and so you know what, what you're. I think you're referring specifically. There's a hashtag XR Jobs. Yeah, mm -hmm. and um, that I started. You know, I saw there there are a bunch of posts I had seen that said something like, you know, unless you are a white man who went to Harvard and lives in New York, San Francisco, or LA, you can't get a job in VR. Um, which bummed me out. Like, I think it's great for the white men that went to Harvard that live in LA, San Francisco, and New York work in VR. I think that's fantastic. Like, it's great that they work in VR too. It's great that, I, but I, it bummed <laughs> me out that there was, it seemed like there was this, a lot of people feeling like unless they were that exact persona, they weren't going to get a job. Um, and, you know, as I said, it's great that those people have the jo have jobs, but also I want you know, all of us to have opportunities. And so, um, you know, I, I did a number of different, you know, events and uh, like Zoom events and Twitter, uh, what do you call it? What do you call those things? Like AMAs, Twitter AMAs, mm -hmm. um, and brought in a whole bunch of different people with different experiences around how they got started, how they got, you know, to where they are today. Um, you know, people who are devs, who are designers, who are engineers, who are artists, you know, but also people who work in finance or legal or, you know, or marketing or some, you know, just to also show that it's, it's not only um, one skill set that's needed in this industry, that there's, there's a lot of different skill sets that are needed. And, and, you know, I think there's sometimes some friction between different, different elements of the industry. Um, but I believe that, like, it's important to have all the different voices represented and that to show people that, you know, if this is something they want to do, that they, they can get in, you know, that, that there, there are avenues, there are people that want to help them and that um, there is, there's lots of, there, but there's, and there's lots of different ways to work in XR. Steve and I have been leaning into pure passion. That is all, yeah. that is what we have. And yeah. it, it has provided opportunities for us, you know, like it has, it's yeah. crazy. Now, now we do work, work in the field and we yes. are, we are white men. For sure. We do not live in San Francisco or and we anywhere. We didn't go to Harvard. We definitely didn't go to Harvard. But I, I do. want to be really clear. Like, I'm not, making a, mm -hmm. uh, I'm not making a negative comment about somebody in that profile. It, sure. it was just yeah. more this impression of that people, other people were feeling like unless they were specifically that. You know, I yeah, absolutely have course. nothing against anyone with that profile. That I'm, I'm not, I'm not excluding. I'm not trying well, to exclude them in any way. That's just, good I'm because just, our whole audience is built out of white men who went to Harvard rather than <laughs> L.A. and New York. So... I'm glad you cleared that up. Uh, you know, and I know, I personally know a lot of women in VR, right? That, that work pretty high up there yeah. too, you know? I mean, so there, so we got, you know, as, as an industry, uh, uh, we're growing and more and more people are getting in, interested in, in virtual reality and they're seeing the light and how, how this is going to change everything. In my opinion, it's going to change everything. So, so we have a lot more diverse, you know, um, 
subset of people that are that are starting to dive in and really work in VR and make yeah. it what it is yeah, it's right a, now. It's, it's and it's and it's and it's all different, right? It's like mm -hmm. intersectional, and it's and it's you know we have people in this industry who were therapists because they're working on the healthcare side, or who you know are ER doctors, and so it's, I, I think. That's that's to me what's in, what's important. Um, you know that people see that there's place for them here. Like that there's really that, like that see it be it. There's really a place for everybody. And you know this is a growing industry, right? We're growing really really fast. And so um, it's there's a couple of things that come from that. That means that there's lots of opportunity. That means that you know each of us needs to grow ourselves. So you know whoever you were doing your job a year ago is probably not who you need to be to do your job a year from now. I think we, on, on my team, we say mm -hmm. like, you know, the, the CAGR is like for, you know, over 40% a year of, you know, the over, like that's like, you know, an IDC or someone's prediction for like five for five years. And so like as individuals, are we growing ourselves like over 40% every year? Um, and so thinking about like, what is our own personal learning development and how are we, you know, stepping into, you know, stepping into different moments to, to bring us that. So I think that's something that's interesting in this industry. And then the other thing is, if you, if you think about it, like nobody, you know, you got, you were just talking about passion. Nobody's in this industry like, oh, I've been doing it 30 years. Like I'm just here because like I get a great <laughs> paycheck. Like that's. That's not the vibe of our industry, right? right. These, are, these are people yeah. who are dreamers. These are people who are who are like seeing big visions. These are people who are like idealists in some ways. You know, we, we're still we're all working to make it a real industry more than like a cottage industry or a niche, niche industry. We're all working to do that. Um, but a lot of us are here because we see something more and we we see where the the, the future is going. And so it is really fun and really amazing and really hard and really challenging to work at that intersection of all of that. Do you ever entertain any of the uh, theories that we're kind of walking into, uh, into a dystopian future as a result of what our industry is doing and uh, the, the players that are involved? Uh, that's a good question. Um, thinking about how to best answer your question. I would like I, I would not I would like to think that we are that we are taking steps to walk into a utopia. <laughs> Me too. Um, that we have a lot of really intelligent, um, aware, uh, responsible, mature people making big decisions um, that it will have big impacts on us and that they're thinking broadly. I mean, I know you you had you just had Kent Bay on. Um, I don't know if you've had Kavya Perlman or, or you know, there, there's, you know, Avi, there's some, there's just like a lot, a lot of people bringing um, deep thought to this, to this space. You know, that's something that, you know, just to go back to some of our product decisions and our thoughts, you know, we're very focused on OpenXR, we're very focused on, you know, sort of like uh, creating open ecosystems. And um, we're very focused on privacy. You know, that, like, that was a core tenant when we built the Omnicept. Um, we worked with Jeremy Balenson at Stanford, who is known you know, as being like, um, one of the, the key you know, people who is like, foundationally working on security and privacy within VR and you know, XR. And so we brought him in from the very, very beginning with our labs team to help construct what we were doing. 
Uh, and you know, for us, you know, as a company that works with Fortune 100s and governments and all, you know, all over the world, having that as as a core tenant in what we're building is is really important. So, you know, so so you know, I can only speak for like specifically what what I, what our company is doing and specifically, you know, partners we work with. Um, but my my hope and goal and desire is that we'll continue to improve upon people's life experiences and improve. You know, we we see XR as a way. To, to make you know people's human experiences even better. Me too. For the record, you know, a lot of people oh. really um, find it easy to imagine a dystopian future where we have no privacy, we don't own ourselves, and companies know us better than we know ourselves, which I easily can also do. But I will ultimately always end up kind of falling into this like optimistic perspective, you know. Like I really do think that, um, you know, to I don't know. How do I say this? I really do think that, you know, darkness thrives in the void, but will always yield to purified light to quote one of my favorite shows, Avatar, the last airbender. Mm. You know, it's like, there's a lot of evil that can be run that will run rampant. And it's kind of like the duality of existence in a lot of ways, but good purified intention, like, the yeah. darkness has to yield to that, you know, and I try to maintain that, you know, and I try to like be a lighthouse for positive vibes when it comes to this conversation, if I can. Of course, it isn't a really important conversation to have, and it's also important to not exactly turn a blind eye to some of the realities of these things. Um, but at the end of the day, I really do try to remain optimistic. I think well, that these things are good. That's just it, right? Being positive about the technology that we love and the companies that are that are attempting to bring this to us, but also making sure that those conversations are happening. They're happening broadly. Uh, uh, people are involved. The community is involved, and that knowing that these companies are are hearing us. It, you know, this is this is something that that in 2022 we are so lucky that 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 we can do this. Right back back in the the 60s, the 50s, you know, prior times. There were there were people making decisions, and the and the general people had no input on anything. Nowadays, you can look on any social media, and you can see how people feel, what they're thinking. You can see, you know, what their thoughts are, and, and a lot of these different things. It's really really important to have these conversations, um, and um, because that's how things go in the correct direction, right? So, um, so yeah, I mean, I I love that. I love your your analogy there from. Uh, from yeah. the quote from also, Avatar. You know, companies are made up of people, right? <laughs> yes. And people are trying to do their the best thing they can. And I think, it, like, I really, I, I totally agree with what you said. It's, you know, it's important that we all voice what we like to see in the world, right? That we are all, we're all out, we're all out there creating. I mean, I think at this point in this industry, we we all have a big responsibility to say which how we'd like the industry to go. You know, to to vote with our dollars, to vote with our voices, to and and it we all we all have the ability to make whatever to to have a a, a big impact at this moment. Yeah, yeah, very you, nice. You guys hearing that out there? Yep. You have the ability to make a big impact at this moment. Absolutely. Joanna Popper just told you, and she would know. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a couple things here that before we run out of time that I want to make sure that we, uh, that we touch on. Uh, I have a question about, about HP's vision for the metaverse. Are you, do you guys have plans yourselves as, Hel or as HP, not Hewlett Packard, sorry, um, to, to kind of uh, create... Um, and and dive more into the metaverse space uh, yourselves, by chance. 
<laughs> so you know, as with all of, of of our big companies, we we don't we don't say anything that's not announced. You know, we we only mm -hmm. talk sort of you know about about products we've announced and and then generally our vision. Um, but I, so I would say very, you know generally you know we we see these trends as incredibly important. You know, HP has um, when you think about you know what are people going to be doing in the metaverse and then how are people today using HP products? So we have our, we have our VR products. Um, that, that are people are using to connect, collaborate, to learn, to create, um, and, and to game in many cases to, you know, as well. Um, we have we have our whole a whole gaming suite that I mentioned earlier. You know we have we have our, our you know, Omen brand. We have our Hyper X brand. We have you know, various other gaming brands and products. Um, and so you know, that there we have the Omen Gaming Hub as well. Um, and then the meet, meeting spaces and like the future of work. Uh, the, um, is is huge for us. The future of collaboration. That's that's huge for us. You know, lots and lots and lots and lots of businesses are using HP computers as an integral part to their business. Um, and so, you know, we just announced something called Presence, which you know, improves upon your collaboration and meeting experience. Um, and so, you know, more more to come. I would say, but you know, that's that's definitely something that's we're we're thinking about. Uh, and and building upon in, in a big way. Awesome. Very cool. You got something else over there? Yeah. So, I mean, I know this is going to get pretty much the same answer, but I got I just have to ask, right? Um, does HP have any um, uh, plans for 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 entering, let's say, the mobile market, maybe with a with a Reverb G three or something, and and you know, I, I don't I don't ask this to try to pry information from you, but mobile like do, standalone, yeah, like a standalone headset, because I feel like this is kind of where the where the market's going, right, a bit, and uh, and you know, I, I personally would love to see something like like a like a G three that that you know has an XR two or something in it, right. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know if you have any any thoughts on that or anything. That, Again, um, you know, you know, you're gonna yeah. get the same answer. Like right. We can't. We, yeah. Right. Whether or not we're working on something, we can't comment on any product yeah. that we have not announced. All right. She told you. For a good I know. Try. She, she told. Still gonna ask. Still <laughs> gonna ask. <laughs> I appreciate the question. I appreciate the question very much. Absolutely. I do want to bring this back to the Reverb G2 because at the beginning we talked about the G2 um, and about about um, some of its specs and some of its features um, and then we kind of touched on the Omnicept but we didn't really get to, to kind of go into it and why it's any different and why anyone would would know the difference between an Omnicept and, and a standard G2. And so I just kind of wanted to throw some of the stuff out there about some of the differences between the Omnicept, because I, I would imagine people are saying, what's an, what's an Omnicept? And why does that matter? Right? So I don't know if you want to go into some of these things, but some of the, th the notes that I have here um, is, is that the Omnicept includes pretty much everything that the G2 has, uh, but it also has eye tracking, it has heart rate monitors. It has a face camera to pick up your facial expressions, right? It has um, um, a, a few different a few different features um, that are a little bit more high end, and as a result, comes with a little bit heftier of a price tag, right? Is this something? Um, this is this is obviously a super awesome headset, and you know that I would absolutely love to rock. But uh, does this? Is there a uh, a reason why a standard consumer might pick one of these up over a regular G2. Um, have these APIs been um, implemented into anything that we might know? Is it is it coming? I mean, so what? So the way that we think about it is the Reverb G2 is for 
gamers, consumers, and businesses. You know, it, it's being used by, you know, if you go on our Reddit or on our Discord, you'll see lots of, pe lots of people using it for, you know, and probably people in, in your audience, um, like Jansen, who only went to MIT. I'm just, you know, I'm reading some of the comments here. <laughs> um, but, Unfortunate, unfortunate state of affairs, Jensen Fox. Um, but uh, I think that's in reference to what my what I was saying. But, but just to be, just to be clear on that earlier quote, I was quoting from somebody off Twitter. It wasn't that wasn't actually my, you know, sentence about about uh, about Harvard you're, and all you're that. You're safe but, here, um, Joanna. <laughs> but uh, so 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 that you know, and then and then if you go to LBEs, if you go to Zero Latency, if you go to Dreamscape, if you know, if you go to a bunch of uh, these places, you'll see the Reverb G2 in those places. You'll see it in a lot of different enterprise use cases. Now the but but you know, it's it's at a, it's at a price point that is is relatively accessible. Um, you know, to to general to enthusiasts, to audiences who who want to have that really amazing experience, want to plug it into a PC, want to you know drive those that extra fidelity, have that great audio. You know, that's who that that has its targeted towards. The the HP Reverb G2 Omni Set Edition, and you know, currently is targeted towards developers, enterprises, academics. You know, academic institutions. Basically, we have we have uh, three you know kind of three or four different different. Um, pricing models business models that with it but it's it's built for people who want to develop on it who want to create who want to create um, applications that they then you know offer to you know to offer out there in the world so for example so what we do is we build the headset and so on the hardware side it has all the great things that the reverb g2 have and then it has all the features that you just mentioned so it adds to it the face tracking the the audio or, um, the pupilometry and the eye tracking and then we added in a uh, the first SDK package is called cognitive load and so um, you know the way we can talk about that is like you know, imagine we're all in a flight simulation class, you know, and um, the t and so if a program could be built that would then know if one of us is overwhelmed and one of us is bored and the one that's overwhelmed would get, uh, you know, take down the rain, take down the flock of seagulls go flying at you. The one who's who's bored would, you know, have, you know, have a thunder, a thunderstorm or a lightning or something, you know, and so you know, the developer, you know, that would be with well, that content would be able to tweak it to get you into that Goldilocks zone. So you're so you're most likely to retain and, and what you're learning. Juicy, and so that's juicy just one biometric example. data. Give Bi me yeah, that tasty data. biometrics. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about. Yeah, for that's real. That's what it's all about. Exactly. And so Ovation, if you've ever tried that, their platform for public speaking, they've built, they've, um, they build on top of the OmniCept. And so you're able to then practice your public speaking and it not just, and it uses, you know, data from you about how, how your experience is. So as you're giving your speech, it will, it will, um, it will, well, like I just said, um, it would track that I said, um, there, it would track whether or not I'm looking around the room and looking at, at all the different places. And if I'm, if, if I'm connecting with the different, the people around the room, if I'm not looking at a certain part of the audience, they'll start looking at their cell phone, you know, the, the NPCs there, they'll, they'll, mm -hmm. they'll cross their arms. And so that's, and it's also using your experience for that. We have, um, Nimbus who is doing a, a training. We have Singularity who created sort of a future of work experience. We have, Thea with Claria, who is doing like, like that heat mapping, so you'd know uh, what what what's popping in a retail experience. Um, and you know, I'm missing a bunch, but those yeah. you know those those are some examples that that's, have been built. That's such and profound so information. So it's the hardware.
plus the software, the cognitive load, plus uh, plus the, the the applications that are being built on top of it. You know, it's being used for wellness. Like there, there's just there's a lot of different. Uh, Cedar Sinai is using it, the hospital in LA, uh, for for patients when they're undergoing uh, chemotherapy. You know, to to give them to reduce their pain while they're while they're in there. Um, and so those those are like a bunch of different examples of, that it's being used. Now, I I think I've heard that people have, have used it with Neos. Um, I don't know. You know, if it's like officially supported or what that specifically means. That makes, that means, makes but sense. I think, you know, people yeah. have experimented. The, the people and the people. So one of the things that makes Neo so special is anyone can build in it. Anyone can implement hardware for the rest of the community. So as soon as one person gets one of these pieces of hardware, they they bring it in and they start bringing in all of the features of this stuff, right? And and it's it's, it's super mm, amazing. Cool. So so yeah, I, I think the Omnicept is is um, supported in there uh, at least to a certain to a certain That's degree. Great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if there's people out there that have projects they want to do, do with with Omnicept or G2 that, you know, they want to talk to me about it, like please reach out. And you can find Joanna's information on the monitor below me here and also in the description. So go ahead and click connect and uh and yeah, reach out if it's something yeah, that I'm uh, good about answering. Time. And if I don't answer, just write me again. Cool. Yeah, write her multiple times. Just continue to bug <laughs> well, her until she finally gets back. I'm sure we all have this. Like emails eventually get buried, you know, they meeting do. after meeting, Zoom after Zoom, and or VR after VR, right? And then totally. you meant to answer and you didn't. You didn't get to it, but it's not because I didn't want to. Ping me again. Yeah, and you know, if you are uh, interested in uh, getting involved in the VR space, you can follow Joanna on Twitter, and she's always posting the hashtag XRJobs and. Uh, She's a great resource for that as well. So, Absolutely. You know, yeah. and on top of all of her work with HP, she's just an active member in our VR community. And of course, we are so grateful for that. Um, uh, maybe one more you. question before, yeah. before we get rid of you. And I'm just curious, if you had a, a family member come over who had never been in VR before and mm. you're demoing him, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What are you going to put him in? What are you going to, what, well, what experience? I went to a, a meditation retreat over New Year's in Cabo, and nice. I demoed Trip to a lot of people. Also, because oh. it was a meditation retreat. Do you know? Do you know Trip? Yeah. 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 So that's Nanea Reeves and, and and that team. I, I so, but um, you know, it's it's a very flow state psychedelic version of meditation, and so people people tend to love that. Trip, so that's your go-to that's awesome. to introduce someone to VR. Well, that's that's just an example. That's one example. That's of, one example. Um, but the, I I often it depends on who you're demoing to and what what you need to show them. You know what? There's people for whom, you know, a baobab piece of content is going to be the most compelling. There's other people that you know more like a a beat saber or supernatural is going to be more compelling. There's other people. Um, you know, who might want to see one of the festival pieces. So, um, you mm -hmm. know, like a, a deeper story in a, in a history or, you know, something that happened. Um, I don't know. It really depends what it is. You know, I, 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 was a, I was a television marketer for many years. I worked, at, I worked at NBC Universal. And so there's shows that are great, but there's also, it's also like, well, what do you like? And totally. then based on what, you know, it's like those, those Netflix recommendations. Not everyone, not everyone has the same, uh, mm -hmm. the same algorithm. Right? <laughs> know but your audience. The same recommendations. <laughs> yep, that's right. Gonna know that who depends you're on what to. you're into. If it's movement, um, you know, if it's first-person shooter, if it's more flow state, if it's like connecting with another world, really, really depends. 
It what really are you? Depends. What's your go-to? Uh, Beat Saber. Do you have a go-to? Yeah, the Beat Saber tutorial, hands down. I don't care who you are. That is who. That is what yeah. I'm putting you in. Because in my yeah. opinion, it teaches you how the, how to deal with space. You're not encouraged to run around or move. Uh, nothing right. moves in the environment, so it doesn't make you uncomfortable. And it word for word explains how to interact with the environment. And then as soon as you and do that tutorial, and then what's the go-to song after you do the tutorial? Um, you know, I usually will do Beat Saber, the, the title track, just because I don't okay. know, it's like one mm-hmm. of the first ones that I did. But at that point, I, I don't even care. Like if they were like a big fan of Panic at the Disco, I would let them pick a Panic at the Disco song. The song is less important than it being the tutorial yeah. first. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm more along the lines of what you just said, Joanna. I, I, when I bring someone over, I put a lot of thought into what games they normally play, what their, what their interests are. Um, and then I kind of try to hit them with something that is, um, that wouldn't make them motion sick, but give them a good experience for the type of thing, um, that they like. Now Beat Saber, for all of the reasons you just said is a lot of times in that list, yeah, you know, yeah, because it sure. really is a good introduction. Hundred dollar bills, just to put it out there. Hundred dollar bills, that's a good one. Hundred dollar bills. All right, Joanna. Well, how about you give us some closing thoughts before we before we kick you off? Oh, here. closing thoughts. Okay. Well, it was great to be here with you. I had so much fun. Um, I guess. So, did you guys get COVID at CES? Was that what I? Yeah, yeah from we the both top got it. The... Yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot so of people got that. Oh yeah. Doing better now. Yep. All right. Well, I'm glad to hear. I'm really glad to hear that. Um, The only other thing I didn't talk about was Brianna's Garden, which is an experience that we premiered last year at Tribeca with Lady Phoenix and Sutu, supported by MetaStage and Microsoft and Unity, um, which is a experience that honors the life of Brianna Garden, Brianna Taylor, and created together with her family with Tamika Palmer, her mother, Janaya Palmer, her sister, and Kenny Walker, her her partner. Um, and mo- a lot more to come on that, but we took it, we took it recently to Art Basel in Miami. I did not get COVID though, so I'm proud proud to say that. Um, <laughs> and just just like that experience to me really exemplifies the the, the metaverse conversation in, in an interesting way because it brings it, that that experience was made for her family, and like the rest of us have the 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 honor and privilege to also get to be part of it and see it and, you know, experience it. Um, but, you know, I know there's a lot of conversation, like we know Prince didn't want to be made into a hologram. They still made him into a hologram, but we know he said he didn't want that. Right. And there's like mm-hmm. a lot of conversation around, um, you know, when, when those pass, like, you know, how do we, how do we depict them in the mm-hmm. digital world? How do we, you know, what is that con- continued connection? And so this experience uh, Brianna's sister, Janaya, after she saw it, said she felt like it gave her a way to be with her sister again. And for me, that was like, this, you know, we won, we won a ton of awards. We've been on a ton of, a me- ton of media. But that like one sentence of her sister saying this experience, you know, gave me a way to be with my sister again is incredibly powerful. And what I think about a lot when I'm thinking about, you know, what, what are we doing with the power of this technology and what are we doing with the metaverse? Wow. And you just scratched yeah. the surface of another 90 minute conversation right there. So <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe we can talk more about some of these aspects of our technology uh, when we have the chance to cross paths again, Joanna Popper. So I would love that. Thank you so much for the invite. And thank great you. to see you all. Please, was, please reach you. out if any questions about any, anything we talked about today, the HP Reverb G2. HP Reverb G2 Omnisept Edition or, you know, any of the any of the content or anything else we talked about in XR Jobs. 
Thank you awesome. so much, everyone. Say goodbye to Joanna. It's been an absolute pleasure having you with us, and we'll talk to you very soon. Bye, Joanna. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. And just like that, she is gone forever. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, mm. Evil. <laughs> Sorry. I get excited when we kick people off the show. Oh, geez. Another, another awesome, awesome interview um, and show in, in the books. Yeah. You know, when we started this, we were like, hey, you know, uh, 60 minutes sounds good for today. If we have to, you know, 60 minutes is fine. But uh, no, we easily hit 90 here yeah. and we could yep. keep going, too. She's yep. a fantastic guest and uh, a lot of fun to talk to. And thank you all so much for being here and joining us live for the broadcast. Um, Short Stack, Chroma Snare, Wolf Raza, Robin, ooh, uh, Tribe Gray Wolf. I saw you slide in there. Uh, What's up, guys? A while ago, um, mm-hmm. Space Denizen and Mash Daddy Cool and Blizzard. Yeah. So oh many amazing gosh. people in here. Video wow. games art? What's up, video games art? I saw you were in here as well. Sim Racing Junkie and uh, Jansen Fox, of course. Uh, GTGT is dropping comments and Brand VR is in here. I've been watching Game of Thrones, by the way. Brand is a character in Game of Thrones. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, Decepticon's been up in here too, as well as Duggars K. And uh, that's about it. Uh, that's about it. That's everybody. Okay? Thank you guys for coming. It means it means the world to us. Thank you. Please subscribe as well. We are so close to our next subscription milestone of 2000. If you could um, help us out with that, share the video and um, yeah, just share the love of VR. Bring all of your friends and family to Between Realities and force them to subscribe and go with, through with like a catalog. our library of videos and like every single video <laughs> and then start a playlist and you start that playlist so it runs all night long so while you're sleeping it's just between realities cru- crushing your, your algorithm <laughs> play it 24 hours a day and force your family and friends to do it as well what are we doing next week next week we have or a great week. guest oh this week a couple days from now actually uh we have karam uh, who who is one of the or who runs the VRTO um, um, convention, uh, which has recently went to to Discord online because of of COVID and stuff. But this guy knows everything VR, knows all the people, all the stuff, and I think it's going to be a great conversation. Karam Maliki Sanchez. Yes, you you. I didn't even attempt. But you did great. And from a distance. Yeah, too. you did great. Well, this will be my introduction to Karam. This is something that you set up that I actually had didn't oh, yeah. really know about, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I've, gotten to, I've, I've been able to attend these conferences and, um, and watch a lot of the talks. And, 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 I mean, this guy just is able to put together such an amazing show every year for us all. And I'm um, just super excited to talk to him. Sweet. Yeah. So I guess we'll be learning yeah. about VRTO and we'll be hearing yeah. from Karam on Friday. Uh, Hussein X and uh, Devin, thanks for flying in here right at the last second. And thank you all again for watching. We will see you on Friday with uh, Karam from uh, VRTO. All right. See Have you later, everyone. Later. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs>